Leading off the days. Leading off today will be Burke Campanaris at short. Campanaris leading off. Bill North at center field. North batting second. Sal Bando at third base. Bando batting third. Reggie Jackson, the designated hitter. Jackson batting cleanup. Joe Rudy in left field for the A's. Rudy batting fifth. Gene Tennis will be at first base. Tennis batting sixth. Claudel Washington in right field. Washington batting seventh. Ray Fossey, the catcher, Fossey, and then Dick Green at second base, Green batting ninth. By the blue, pitching and Fossey catching for the Oakland A's. For Baltimore, leading off, Rich Coggins will be in right field. Coggins, a left-handed batter. Paul Blair in center field, Blair batting second. Bobby Gritch at second base, Gritch batting third. Tommy Davis, the designated hitter, Davis in the cleanup spot. Don Baylor will be in left field for the Orioles, Baylor batting fifth. Brooks Robinson at third base. Robinson batting sixth. Earl Williams at first base. Williams batting seventh. Andy Etchebarren will be the catcher. Etchebarren batting eighth. And Mark Belanger, the shortstop, Belanger will bat ninth. So Earl Weaver, the manager of the Orioles, has just the one left-handed batter. Rich Coggins is a good fastball hitter. Facing a left-hander by the blue, who of course, is a fastball pitcher. Right now, we're going to have the throwing out of the first ball. Commissioner Bowie Kuhn. We'll throw out the first ball here this afternoon. Andy Etchebarren over there to take the commissioner's spot. He's situated behind the plate, just to the right of all plate, slightly on the Oakland side. Missing uh, dugout on the first base side here at Memorial Stadium. We're about ready. Here's the windup and the pitch. It was a little high. <laughs> Commissioner didn't have a chance to get loose very much, Dick. No, I, I just noticed, too, the fan reaction is very interesting. The commissioner was booed, and then when Lee McPhail was introduced, the President of the American League, there was no reaction. Then Gary Hoffberger got a big hand. Evidently, he's a very popular owner here. Lee McPhail, who formerly was a general manager here. Jim Palmer started the windup, but then time was called. Bert Campanaris leading off for the Oakland A's. Campy so far has three hits and eight at-bats in the series. The first pitch outside a ball. one and nothing to Campanaris with North and Bando to follow. Jim Palmer, 7-12 during the year. Out 54 days with a sore arm. Fastball strike, 1-1. Russ gets the ball and strike up hard today. Dave Phillips umpiring at first. Marty Springstead at second. Bill Diggin at third down the left field line. Larry Knapp, right field line, Jerry Dudecker. There's a swing and a fly ball into right field. Hoggins just judged the ball. He's back, makes the catch. Misjudged the ball. He has the bright sun field here, and there is not a cloud in the sky. I think it's uh, very similar to the playing conditions that we had in Oakland. Very high, bright sky. Well, I was in Pittsburgh for those two days, and uh, they had fair weather, very nice, much warmer than it is here, but they did have a high sky, too, and the outfielders do have some trouble, as Coggins had on that one. Now here's Billy Norris, which hitting center fielder. One for seven in the series, but he scored three runs. He fouls the first pitch to the screen, one strike. Bobby Winkle, former California Angel skipper, now a coach for the Oakland A's, coaching at third. Jerry Adair, who at one time played for the Baltimore Orioles, coaching at first base. Wes Stark is the pitching coach. Bobby Hoffman also coaches for Alvin Dark. And the pitch is low for the ball, one and one. All even on the count now to Bill North. Memorial Stadium. You don't get uh, any cheap home runs in this ballpark. Swing and a foul off to the left on a play, one and two. But it's a fair ballpark, just like Oakland. It's 309 feet down each line, 360 to 370 in straightaway left and right, and 410 
On at it, straight away, center field. The pitch on the way to North, and he swings and misses. The bat goes flying out of his hands, a breaking ball from Jim Palmer, and he struck out Billy North. Two gone here in the first inning. Sal Bando coming up. Bando two for seven in the series. He seemed to set him up very well with that one. A lot of fastballs, and then suddenly that big breaking ball caught him by surprise, made the bat slip out of his hands. Sal Bando, who got the A's off and running in the second game with a home run. Two for seven in the series. Palmer, the tall right-handed, delivers to him. A ground ball to the right side. Gritch has it. Over to Williams, and the side is up. Four three to play. Three up and three down. All the score at the end of one-half inning. Oakland nothing. Baltimore coming up. Well, the uh, weather could be a factor in the uh, third game of the playoffs between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Los Angeles Dodgers at Dodgers Stadium today. Uh, yesterday, they had an unusual shower that moved across the city and dumped quite a bit of rain in certain areas, and uh, it rained pretty much at uh, Dodger Stadium during a workout in the afternoon. Uh, light rain to a drizzle at times. And the weatherman is forecasting a 40% chance of rain for today's game. And, of course, uh, if it got rained out, it would be a real novelty. The Dodgers, since moving west for the 1958 season, after they left Brooklyn in 57, the Dodgers have been rained out only once in 16 years of competition on the West Coast, and that was back in 1967. So the weather is usually near perfect during the summer and fall on the West Coast. But there is a chance today of rain that uh, could uh, terminate today's ball game or at least delay it. But uh, the last report we had, it was partly cloudy to cloudy in Los Angeles and the temperature in the low 60s. Today, the Orioles facing Vina uh, Blue, the big left-hander here, Dick Young. He's had a lot of experience in these championship series games, but he's never fared too well. Yes, of course, he's always uh, had the misfortune, of, invariably had the misfortune of running into Palmer. And Palmer has been excellent in these playoff games. Vina Blue... Is 0-2 in American League Championship competition and also 0-2 in the World Series, while Palmer is 4-0 in playoff competition and 3-1 in the World Series. One thing for sure that uh, they have both had lots of experience in these pressure ball games. Now Baltimore coming up with Coggins, Blair, and Rich. Rich Coggins hitless him four times up in the first game of the series. A little uh, left-handed batter, but he likes fastballs. Blue's first pitch time is off the outside corner ball. Behind the plate for the A's. Third baseman Bando up on the grass. Coggins, very speedy, takes a strike and out 21. Campanaris, the shortstop, shaded well over towards second. Dick Green at second base. Tennis at first. Rudy North, Washington in the outfield. Pitches low and outside, a working ball, 2 and 1. Billy Hunter coaching at third base. George Stoller is first for Baltimore. George Manberg is the Baltimore pitching coach. And Jim Fry is the bullpen coach for Earl Weaver. Swing and a miss at a low fastball by Coggins, and it's 2-2. Two two. Rich Coggins, who didn't have nearly as good a year as he had his rookie year last year, but he did have a lot of tough luck early this year. He hit the ball well, but he simply did not have any luck the first part of this season. Here's the pitch to it. Strike three, a fastball over, and Coggins wants to go by. So Blue claimed his first strikeout. The Baltimore leadoff batter, Rich Coggins. Here's Paul Blair, three for seven in the series, including a homer. regular season, Vida Blue won 17 in the last 15. He had 40 starts, completed 12 games and one shutout, and an earned run average of 325. It's 282 in the third inning, gave up 246 hits, walked 98, struck out 174. 
Here's a swing and a ground ball to Short. Campanaris up with it. Over to tennis at first base. And players return. Short the first to play. Two down. Last of the first inning. No score. And here is the second baseman, Bobby Gritch. Manager Danny Murtaugh readily is uh, admitting that his team has its back to the wall today out at Los Angeles. They lost the first two National League playoff games in their home park at uh, Three Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh. And the problem seems to be the team batting mark. So far against the Dodgers in two outings, it is hitting a feeble 188. The rest of the series is in Los Angeles, and it could go the distance of five games, but the Dodgers are hoping to wrap it up in the minimum of three today. Pittsburgh will send right-hander Bruce Keeson to the mound today. He has a 9-8 and eight season record. Los Angeles manager Walter Alston will counter with left-hander Doug Rowell, who won 13 and lost 11 in the regular season. A little bit later on, we'll be hearing some comments from Doug Rowell about pitching during the pressure of a playoff series. But the Dodgers are favorites to wrap it up today. Uh, they have been a phenomenal ball club in Dodgers Stadium, particularly this year. They have been ever since they moved to the coast and into their new confines after playing a few years in the Coliseum. But this year, the Dodgers have been really something at Dodgers Stadium. Well, Dick, it was kind of an unusual year for pitchers with uh, former Cy Young winners like Jim Palmer of Baltimore and Tommy Seaver of the Mets having the kind of years they had this season. It's strange, but the two Cy Young winners, Palmer and Seaver, both came up with sore arms. Uh, rather, a came up with sore arm. Seaver came up with a sore hip due to a sciatic nerve and had extreme difficulty. Just broke even with 11-11 this year. So it was really a tough time for Cy Young winners. Farmer uh, was 3-8 and eight when he uh, came up with that sore arm. He was out 54 days and came back to split eight positions and pitched well. Curve strike to Reggie Jackson on one. Jackson 0 for 7 in the series. Pulled a hamstring muscle couple of weeks before the end of the season and aggravated uh, the hamstring actually before the first game in Oakland during pregame drills. Ground ball to short up with it Belanger, the peg to Williams one away. Earl Weaver said that they're going to pitch a little differently to Reggie Jackson because of his sore leg. He said it not only affects his feeling, but it affects the way he swings. ball to the left side that time, short to first, and here's Joe Rudy, the right-handed batting left fielder, Joe two for eight in the series. Marty's hits a run-scoring triple on Sunday. Palmer delivers to him, and a strike on the outside corner, nothing can watch. Joe Rudy with a very unique, widespread, closed stance, crouched over the plate. No score in the top of the second inning. One out. Nobody on for the world champion Oakland A's. Series all tied at a game of eight. Wind up by Jim Palmer. The pitch on the way. Swing and a miss. The Palmer fastball. He comes in over the top. He is not throwing uh, the fastball, at least with the frequency that he used to throw it before he had the sore arm this year. But on occasion, he still rears back and can pop that ball pretty good, as he did that time to Rudy. Now the count is two strikes. 
and the pitch. Low outside, one and two. Robinson, Belanger, Gritch, and Williams in the Baltimore infield with Echebarren behind the plate. Baylor, Blair, and Coggins in the outfield. Light breeze blowing in from left field here at Memorial Stadium. And the pitch from Palmer. Fastball away, and it's two and two. Palmer worked in the series opener here last season, and he shut out the Oakland A's. He has a tremendous ERA in championship series play in the American League Championship Series. He is 4-0 with an ERA of under two. And the pitch. Fastball swung on, lined out into left field. Coming hard is Baylor, and he makes the catch. Well, that's the hardest this ball of the game so far. A liner, but it hung up there for Don Baylor to make the grab on it, and there are two guys. So here comes first baseman, Jake Tennant. So far, it's been held hitless in the series. You know, 0 for 6. Low curve to him for a ball. Palmer had 26 starts during the season, only five complete games, two shutouts, 7 to 12 record, ERA 327. Pitch outside, a ball, out to 2 nothing. Jim pitched 178 two-thirds innings this year, 176 hits, walked 69, struck out 84, and here's a call strike to tennis, two and one. Two balls and one strike to Gene Tennis, who was the most deceptive 211 hitter, I think, certainly in the American League. Led the American League in walks with 110 in the season. Fouls the pitch back upstairs, two balls and two strikes. The wall in left field and right field is 14 feet high. If you pull the ball, down the line, but then uh, it starts to drop off. It's 360 feet away, and straight away right and left, but it's only eight, about eight feet high the rest of the way around the outfield, not 14. Pitch is low and outside here to tennis, three balls and two strikes. Most of the players like this park to hit him, although at times the hitters will tell you that a fellow like Palmer, who's big and tall, coming over the top, sometimes uh, they have a, some houses up on a bank way behind the center field fence, and the background isn't that good. There's a fly ball hit out into right center field, fairly deep, back goes Coggins, and he makes the catch in deep right center. Right fielder for the foot out. So once again, the A's go one, two, three. Score now at the end of one and a half, the A's nothing, the Orioles nothing. Later today, the Dodgers hope to close out their series as we said against the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Dodgers' starting pitcher, Doug Rouse, said he won't feel any extra pressure in working game three today against the Bucs. The only pressure that I have is what I put upon myself, hoping that I can uh, at least pitch a both good ball game and give a good performance. I don't feel any pressure that this is the end of the world if I don't win because I just go out there and think to myself uh, that I just hope pray that I can do my job. And, uh, you know, not every time you go out there you're going to win, but if you want to have the personal satisfaction of knowing that you're adding to the team's effort to winning. And, you know, if we don't win, we've got two other days to go out there and get them. That's Doug Rao, who uh, hopes to close out the series for manager Walter Austin and the Dodgers and get them into the World Series. And then uh, if they can come up with a victory today, they'll wait and see who they'll play, either the Orioles or the Oakland Athletics. Oakland, of course, is bidding to uh, make it three in a row in World Championships this year, but they've got to get by the stubborn birds first. Here come the Orioles now for the last of the second inning. Tommy Davis, Don Baylor, and Brooks Robinson, the base by the blue. Davis, three for eight in the series, with one run batted in. 
Dick and I were talking between innings. And first two innings, Jim Palmer looked like he threw some pretty good fastballs, Dick. Yes, he was throwing real hard. I didn't expect him to be that fast, but uh, we'll have to wait and see how long he can keep it up. Tommy Davis is up, and of course, Tommy Davis is known to New York fans as the man that Ralph Howe decided to pitch to in that clutch game, and they've never forgiven him. All right, Tommy Davis. A tough out. We were talking about that in the first game of the series. Henry to meet something. He's a tough guy to get out. Blue's first pitch to him is low for the ball. That, of course, was with men on second and third, and uh, Detroit one run ahead in the ninth inning. Fastball hit on the ground and short. Up with it is Campanaris. The peg to tennis is in time for the out. So Tommy Davis out short to first. Blue has retired the first four batters. There has been a base runner this far. I'll bring up the Oriole left fielder, Don Baylor. Baylor, two for eight in the series. Here's a guy for the last two years. He has really closed the season like a house of fire. Big, strong, right-handed batter, and the pitch is low for the ball. Yes, sir, he was their hot man, and that was the excuse that Hauk gave for pitching to Davis instead of putting him on. He said, Baylor was hot, I didn't want to pitch to him. Swing and a miss, he had a good cut at a fastball. One ball and one strike down to Baylor. Some talk that they might eventually uh, try to move Baylor to first base. He's had a little trouble in the outfield. He does not have a very good arm, but he's a good offensive player, good base runner. Here's the pitch. Swing foul to the screen. One ball and two strikes to go. Brooks Robinson on deck for Baltimore. No score. Last of the second inning. Dick Green coming in now to have a word with Bina Blue. West Stark, the Oakland pitching coach, talking about Bina Blue before the game and said that he's not really uh, extremely wild, but once in a while when he gets in trouble, he'll make a pitch too fat and... Some of those pitches have hurt him this year, and why he ended up with a 17 and 17 record. Baylor fouls it off. A lot of people thought, of course, uh, that Blue should have won more games than that, but gets to be a very fine line between winning and losing. He did lose his share of tough games, and seems to give up a crucial hit now. Then there's a high foul off to the right out of play by Baylor. The count remains one ball, two strikes. National League Championship Series. We'll be getting underway in about an hour from now. Pittsburgh Pirates at the point of no return. They have dropped the first two games to the Dodgers in their best of five series. There's a swing high fly ball. Left field, not deep. Left fielder under six. Joe Baylor flies the left two guys. Nobody on it. Here is certainly one of the all-time greats and a great favorite here. Brooks Robinson, the third baseman. in the series. All run in the first game of the series. Final blue delivers to him. Swing, he fouls it off to the right out of play. One strike to go. Brooks Robinson, who now has collected 2,698 hits. He loves to play the game. Here's the pitch. Pitch is outside of ball, one and one. Somebody asked him the other day, Brooks, would you rather or play till you're 45 years old, he said, I'd rather play. <laughs> he just might do it, too. A strike is called, one and two. Dick either way, 
We all know that there's no doubt about this fellow making the Hall of Fame. A lot of baseball people been around a long time already. Brady is the greatest third baseman of all time. Fouls the pitch off to the right out of play, and it's still one and two. Actually, Herb, what Brooks says when you ask him about how long are you going to play, he says, only until somebody better comes along. So far, that hasn't happened. Two out and on. Here's the one-two pitch time. Low fastball again. He whacks it foul in the first base seat. Still one and two. Memorial Stadium seats about 52,000. And they expect uh, just about half that many for the third game of the series here today. Robinson hits one up in the air to center field. Back goes North. He's under it now. And North the center field detects it for the out. So nobody's had a base runner in the first two innings. Baltimore three up and three down. The score at the end of two. Open nothing. Baltimore nothing. Former baseball player Bob Aspermonte has filed a $600,000 lawsuit claiming his right eye was damaged by an exploding battery last April. Aspermonte, whose brother Ken, of course, is the uh, former manager of the Cleveland Indians, last played for the New York Mets two years ago and starred for Houston before that. He named as defendants the General Motors Corporation, Sears Roebuck Company, and Sam White Oldsmobile. Aspromati, who now sells real estate in the Houston area, said he was trying to help a person whose car could not start. He said he went to borrow a jumper cable, and as he was leaning over to hook it on, the battery exploded, and the cap flew off and hit him in the eye. So said his lawyer, Joe Jamail. The suit said it was a Sears jumper cable applied to a Delco battery, well, we get a lot of plugs in here, in a 73 Oldsmobile sold by the dealer, Sam White. The suit said the explosion caused Aspromati serious and painful injuries and cosmetic defects which result in great embarrassment, humiliation, and anguish. Herb, they were talking, you were talking a little while ago about this stadium. Oddly enough, this stadium has a lot of benches in it. That seems to be the discontent with it. Only about uh, 20,000 of the seats have backs to them. The rest are benches, and they are mostly the empty seats that you see. Jerry Hotberger is pushing hard for a new stadium in downtown Baltimore, and it comes up for a vote in January. Waddell Washington slicing a foul up to the left and out of play as he leads off the third inning. Left-handed batting, Waddell Washington, he's super five. They don't have uh, very many uh, seats with any protection over them, and it gets very warm here in the summer. Swing and a miss. All in two. Yes, the proposed stadium downtown will be a dome stadium. It'll cost about $60 million in itself, but would be part of a $150 million complex. Palmer's pitch on the way. Backed him up a little on it, too. Oh, I guess it grazed him. He's hit by the pitch. Uh, it's an argument. But the point umpire, Russ Gatt, said that the ball grazed Lionel Washington. And of course, Baltimore very unhappy now because they had him 0-2. No balls, two strikes. And boy, you don't like to, you might try to move a guy back a little bit, but you don't want to hit him with a pitch. And Earl Weaver out there letting the point umpire, Russ Gatt, have it. Lionel Washington hit by the pitch. He's the first base runner of the game. Catcher Ray Fossey, who had a big day on Sunday with three hits, including a double and a homer. Umpire Russ Getz is contending that the ball just skimmed his elbow, and the or uh, the or uh, pardon me, the A's trainer is out there spraying the breeze on the elbow 
to make the action at least look good. <laughs> Ray Fossey, the catcher, four for six so far in the series. So the first base runner of the afternoon here at the top of the third inning, Claudel Washington with nobody out. Earl Williams holding with the pitch to Fossey. There he goes, and here's a line-out touch by Robinson in third. What a birthday, double play. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service. This is the Southern Command Radio Network, an affiliate of the American Forces Radio and Television Service. SCN Canal Zone.
Dom Bando, Joe Rudy, and Ray Fossey provided all the firepower on Sunday while Kenny Holson pitched a masterful five-hitter as Oakland shut out Baltimore five to nothing to square the American League playoff at one game apiece. Bando drilled a low liner over the left field fence in the fourth inning at Oakland Stadium. Joe Rudy tripled a run into the sixth inning as he banged one off the right center field wall. Both scores came off Baltimore starter and loser Dave McNally. Then in the eighth inning, the A's wrapped it up. Ray Fossey, who had earlier singled and doubled, hit a three-run homer off reliever Grant Jackson, the Orioles' third pitcher of the day. The Orioles, who had won the opener on Saturday 6-3, got only one man to second base against Holtzman, who kept them in check, striking out three batters and walking two with a beautiful mix-up of his speed. Two big double plays, including one on the ninth, plus three fine running catches by center fielder Billy North prevented more trouble. A's manager Alvin Dark was enthusiastic about Holtzman's victory. He said Holtzman pitched one whale of a game, and we think we have the edge. Third game of the American League Championship Series from Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, along with Dick Young, the well-known columnist for the New York Daily News and the Sporting News. This is Herb Carneal. And the play umpire gets asking to see the baseball out there. By the blue, tosses it up to Fonsi. Gets flicks it over, says it's okay, even for a championship game. Earl Williams, big right-handed batting, first baseman, sometimes catcher. Line of blue delivers to it. See, rank a fastball in there, nothing in one to Williams. Williams hitless in three at-bats in the series. Ed Chimera on deck, Valencia to follow, no score in the game. And the pitch. Fastball had him swinging again. Blue really humped up on that one, and he got the hardest one he's thrown today. That was, that was in the catcher's mitt by the time he swung. You know, I've noticed a couple of times, Nick, that this uh, Williams, he has swung late on, on fastball. He must be guessing wrong. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He's swung a wide one that time. And he was an easy strikeout for Bayna Blue. Second strikeout for the A's left-hander. The fans, the fans seem to be on Williams pretty good. Earl Williams, who was with Atlanta a couple of years ago, in a multiple player deal. The Orioles really gave up quite a few players to get him. They figured he'd give him a lot of power, and he has helped them, but I guess he never has quite reached the heights that they thought he would as a home run hitter. Of course, uh, this is a lot tougher home run park than the Atlanta ballpark. Here's Andy Etchebarron, veteran catcher, two for three in the series. Fastball, and he whacks it foul upstairs on the first base side. Nothing at one to Andy Etchebarron. Bright, sunshiny afternoon here at Baltimore for the third game of the series. And as most of the guys have been saying, well, now it's come down to a two out of three. Whoever wins two games from here is going to be the winner. And on to the series. Swing and a miss by Etchebarron. An outside fastball from Bina Blue. Blue has retired the first seven batters. Two on strikes. Now he has Etchebarron 0-2. He delivers. Swing. Here's a fly ball into right field. It's going to be hard to reach. Watch it over there and makes the catch. Washington made a nice running catch. That ball was slicing towards the line, and of course they also had the bright guy in the sun to contend with. Pretty good catch, Dick. He knew it was slicing, so he turned on some extra speed, and in so doing, almost overran the ball. That plus the sun was, really made it a tough chance out there in right field. Here's Mark Belanger with two out of nobody on. Belanger hitless in six times up in the series. 
He will drive to the hit on Sunday on a great running catch in center field by Bill Norris with a man on and one out early in the game. And that might have been the play that turned that whole game around. There's a swing and a foul back by Belanger. Etchabaron was on first with one out. Belanger drilled one to left center field. Norris, who plays him a little towards right center, made a fine running catch. Conceivably, had Norris not gotten to the ball, it might have been an inside-the-park homer. Belanger, who runs well, takes low and outside the ball. This one and one. Two gone and nobody on. We're in the last half of the third inning. No score in the game. Here's the windup by Blue and the pitch on the way. Swing foul. Right straight back. One and two. Mark Belanger, who over the years has certainly been Mr. Consistency at shortstop for Baltimore. Very seldom makes what you would call a spectacular play, but day in and day out, you have to appreciate the job that he does. He doesn't hit for a big average as a rule, but pretty good bat control. He's an excellent punter. Good base runner. Now Blue doesn't like the baseball he has. Dodgers uh, went home one victory shy of their first National League pennant in eight years Sunday after beating the Pirates for the second day running at Pittsburgh's Three River Stadium. The Dodgers won 5-2 as Ron Say homered in the fourth inning and touched off a three-run eighth inning explosion with a base hit a double. The Dodgers, who blanked the Pirates 3-0 on Saturday in the opener of the best-of-five sets after losing all six regular season games in Pittsburgh, have moved on to Los Angeles and hope to wrap it up today in Game 3. Say, who has been a devastating hitter for the Dodgers all season, stands only 5'9", but he hits like he's 6'4". He went 4 for 5 Sunday with a solo homer, two doubles, and a single. And he was just coming off the flu as well. The Pirates, who were shut out for six innings by starter and winner Andy Messersmith, had scored twice in the seventh to tie the game, but the Dodgers quickly unsnapped it with the eighth-inning eruption off loser Dave Justy, who had come on to relieve starter Jim Rooker. Mike Marshall, who made a record-setting 106 relief appearances this year, came in to shut the door on the Pirates in the final two innings at Three Rivers. Well, at the end of three innings here at Memorial Stadium, the A's no runs, one hit and no errors, and Baltimore nothing across. So far, not even a hit of a score. Bill North leading it off, batting left against Palmer. He takes the cut, and he misses. North struck out in the first inning. He'll be followed here by Mando and then Reggie Jackson. So far, Palmer has walked one, hit one, although he didn't think he hit anybody. That was Lord L. Washington last inning, and then just struck out one. Swing and a foul down the left field line. Two strikes to Bill North. Here's a fellow that the A's got from the Chicago Cubs a couple of winners back. In 1973, he started out as the designated hitter for Oakland. They kept him as the DH for about 12 games. And Dick Williams, who was managing Oakland, put him in the outfield, and they discovered this fellow is a fine outfielder. Fastball inside, one and two. They discovered he's no slouch with his fist either. <laughs> he got in that famous bout with Reggie Jackson and kind of uh, pepped up this ball club. Fights seem to do that to this ball club. 
There's a fly ball hit into left field. Back towards the corner goes Baylor. He's there, and he makes the catch in the left field corner. If you hit a ball down the line here, you only have to go 309 to reach the wall. It's 14 feet high. And it's just, uh, oh, maybe 7 or 8 feet high once you get out into the straightaway left and right field areas and all around the center. 410 feet to center field. 360 to 370 in the straightaway slot. 380 to 90 in the power lane. 410 to center. Here's Bando taking high for a ball. Bando grounded out to Bobby Gritch in the first inning. No score. Top of the fourth. One out of nobody on. Bando, who chokes the bat, but as you know, has good power. 22 homers in the regular season and one in this series. Swing and a miss. One ball and one strike. Palmer into the lineup. Delivers. Low and outside of all. That makes it two and one to Sal Mando. In four of the last five years with the Oakland Club, Mando has led his team and runs batted in. <laughs> Did it again this year with 103 knocked in. It's a high foul. Off to the left, it'll be out of play. And the count now, two balls and two strikes. Just before the game, Earl Weaver was inside and he heard that infield was about to start and he grabbed his jacket and ran out to watch it. He said, I gotta watch infield. Maybe Bando will split a finger. In other words, he said it of course good naturedly. But having uh, Reggie Jackson in about fifty percent physical shape, he was just rooting for a little better luck. Al Bando. Rated as one of the great clutch hitters. There's the pitch from Palmer. Swing and he scribs a foul off to the left of the plate. Two balls and two strikes. Oddly enough, when Bando hit the home run against Baltimore on Sunday at Oakland, it was the first homer against Baltimore he hit this year, but he had hit a home run against every other club in the league except Baltimore. But he'd hurt him a few times with a few singles and a double here and there. A change-up and he folded foul. Had him lunging it down as Palmer pulled a string on him. That was fielded by Coach Bobby Winkles at third. Count remains two and two to Bando. They shade him to the left. A light breeze blowing in from left and not uh, much of a wind, about eight or nine miles an hour. A foul back upstairs. The count rides along at two balls and two strikes. Until this year, Jim Palmer had been a 20-game winner for Baltimore in each of the last four years, reaching his peak. Last year, when he won 22, lost nine, and of course won the Cy Young Award for the American League's Outstanding Pitcher. And the delivery. Swung on, lined in the left field. It is a foul ball. Looking down the line and a foul. That's in the corner there. We can't quite see uh, the line. We lose the line in that corner. But I would guess that that couldn't have been more than inches foul. Very, very close. Veteran umpire Larry Knapp is calling him down the left field line today. And down the right field line is Jerry Nudek. Pitch is low for the ball. So Palmer has a full count out of Ando. But one out of nobody else. Six feet three, about 190 pounds. He'll be 29 years old this month. There's a foul back and out of play. Still three and two to Bando. Oddly enough, uh, Herb, Jim Palmer hurt his arm in batting practice. Jim Fry was pitching to him on a cold day. He hit one off the end of the bat, and somehow something damaged his ulnar nerve. That's the nerve that runs along the inside of the elbow. Swing, here's a high drive 
Vando to left, if it stays there, it's gone, way back, it is a home run for Vando up into the left field seat, and Oakland has taken a one to nothing lead on Vando's second home run of the series. He pulled it down the line up into the left field seats over the 14-foot high wall. Oakland leading one to nothing. Charlie Finley leading his own private cheering section. He stands up waving his open banners and Miss California right alongside him waving hers. Sal Bando, who hit a home run in the fourth inning Sunday, now is over to the fourth inning here this afternoon and Jackson up takes the strike. Jackson out short the first in the second inning. Bando hits the ball well. The only question was whether it might hook foul, but it stayed fair with something good. Third on the left field line, a changeup low to Jackson 1-1. So Oakland has put a run up there, lead now one to nothing here in the top of the fourth inning. Curve is low to Jackson two and one. During the regular season, Palmer gave up 12 homers in 178 and two-thirds innings. Reggie Jackson at the plate. He's from Baltimore, his mother still lives here. There's a swing and a bouncer down to Williams. He knocks it down, picks it up, has no play. Earl Williams had the ball handcuffed him there as he went to his right, away from the bag, and never could pick it up. So an error for Williams at first base. Jackson is on, it'll bring up Joe Rudy. Fans following the American League Championship game on many of these same stations, you'll hear the third game of the National League Championship Series with Marty Brenneman and Bob Gibson reporting from Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. Fans are really getting on Earl Williams, first for the strikeout and now for this area. You're hearing yelling like, get him out of there. Dan's a tough manager. All right, here's Joe Rudy. He lined out. The Baylor and left his first trip going outside of ball. Baltimore made two errors on Sunday which led to four unearned runs for the A's. Actually, only one of their runs uh, scored by Oakland on Sunday was earned. Now we'll see whether this error by Williams opens any other gates for the world champion A's. Rudy bounces a foul down behind the plate. One ball and one strike to the A's left fielder Joe Rudy with Gene Tennis on deck. Second series home run has put Oakland ahead one to nothing in the top of the fourth. Reggie Jackson on at first base and the pitch. High tight fastball leans Rudy back. Two balls and one strike to come. Jim Palmer undefeated in American League Championship play. He is four and zero. Three and one in the World Series. Open action now for Baltimore. Right-hander Doyle Alexander begins to crank up. Here's the stretch and the pitch on the way. A high fastball and Rudy went after it, but he fouled it off. It's like a pitch that he hit for a triple on Sunday to score a run. Two balls and two strikes to count now to Rudy. Joe had 99 runs batted in during the regular season. Ironically, it was Doyle Alexander who started the final game of last year's playoff, and it was Palmer who relieved. 
stretch, go to first base, Jackson gets back. Jackson aboard, just one out, top of the fourth inning. Here's the stretch by Palmer, the pitch. Swing and a bouncing ball to the left side, charged by Belanger, gloves it, close to second out. Good play by Belanger to get Reggie Jackson. Belanger had to come up on the infield draft to grab that roller. Still was able to get his throw away to Critch. To nail Jackson, I'm sure Jackson is not running at top speed. He had a throw in back of him across his body, and that's always a tough play to make, and he got plenty on that throw. Here's C. Tennis now as Rudy becomes the runner with two out. Tennis hit a fly ball to Coggins, the right fielder, who caught it in right center in the second inning. Go to first base. Tennis gets back. Tennis pulled a delayed steal the other day. He noticed that both Belanger and Gritch were way off second base, and he made it with a head first slide on a delayed steal. Foul ball. Straight back off the bat of Tennis. One strike to count. Rudy on first and two down. Williams holding with Rudy at first base.
You will not miss any portion of this ballgame. We will come back after the president's speech, uh, approximately 30, 40 minutes later, with the completion of this ballgame, and then we will join the game between the Dodgers and the Pirates in progress at Dodger Stadium. And be advised to our shortwave listeners who uh, are picking up the game on that facility, the facilities assigned for the baseball games will also be up for the press conference, the news conference, and the president's speech. And uh, we will be back. There will be no break in the service from the baseball game to the president's address and then back to the baseball game to its completion at Baltimore. So uh, you will not miss any of the action, even though we interrupt the game, uh, regardless of where it is, at 2000 GMT today. Now, once again, here is Herb Carneal. Rich Coggins, the only left-handed batter. He is actually replacing Enos Cabell, a right-handed batter who played on Sunday against Kenny Olsen. But as we mentioned earlier, Coggins is a good fastball hitter. More experience in the outfield. Takes Blue's fastball in for a strike. Coggins called out on strikes in the first inning. Blue has manned three batters thus far. He winds up and delivers. Swing, and here's a chopper down the first base line. It goes foul halfway down. He hit the edge of the grass part of the infield there, and a kick across the foul line about halfway down. Otherwise, Coggins, who could really fly, probably would have beaten that out. Nothing and two to count to him. Baltimore in the American League Championship Series for the fifth time in the six years that they've had the championship series, only missing in 1972 when Detroit was in it, lost to Oakland, three games to two. Things are getting a little tougher for Baltimore in these series. In the first uh, three, I believe, they, they won one, two, three. That's right, they didn't lose a game. They won nine straight, three in a row each year in 69, 70, and 71. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss by Conkins. Went for a high fastball. So Blue has struck out his fourth man. He has now fanned three of the last four. Paul Blair. Blair grounded a short in the first inning. Oaks well leading one to nothing in the last of the fourth inning on the home run by Sal Bando on a 3-2 pitch from Jim Palmer. Blair right-handed batter. Blue delivers to him. Low for the ball. One and nothing. Bobby Gritch on deck for Baltimore. Oddly enough, Herb, Jim Palmer pitched the clincher in all three of those early series. That's right. Swing and a foul. One ball and one strike to count. Tomorrow will be Mike Cuellar and Catfish Hunter again. They hooked up in the first game at Oakland last Saturday. Series tied here at a game apiece. Blue, the pitch, swing, and here's a ground ball to third, stabbed to his left by Mando, the throw to tennis for the out. Good play by Mando, hard hit ball. Mando to his glove side, made the play. He'll go on, and here's Bobby Gretsch, thrown out by second baseman Dick Green in the first inning. Blue now has retired the first 11 batters to face him. Bobby Gretsch, who hit 19 home runs. More for power this year than he did last, and the pitch is high to him for a ball. And Blue delivers. A changeup going on line to center of base hit. Blue for a changeup. Bobby Gritch 
the first Baltimore hit their first base runner of the afternoon. That'll bring up Tommy Davis, who grounded to Campanaris in the second. You might look for a little hit and run here because Davis is an expert at the hit and run. Dolphins are having an off year. The Dolphins jarred the Jets 21-17 Monday night at the Orange Bowl. It was their third victory in four outings for the Super Bowl champions, but again, the uh, Dolphins were struggling. Jet coach Charlie Winter commented as he headed for home. He said, I think too many people both in Miami and around the country are looking for something to go wrong with Miami, but I don't see anything wrong with them. They're winning, aren't they? 
Linebacker Ralph Baker of New York and running back Emerson Boozer were quick to agree. They said the Dolphins looked mighty good to them last night. Miami scored early and held on to down the New Yorkers. A very well-played, spirited contest. 14 to nothing was the lead at halftime, but the Jets came rolling back in the second half to make it 14 to 10. Hubert Ginn then iced the game with a 41-yard sprint off the right side of the Miami offensive line, and that proved to be the winning margin because Joe Namath fired his second touchdown pass of the night, 89 yards, to Jerome Barkham, and that made it 21-17, and uh, that was the final score as the Miami defense came up with three key interceptions in the second half to stave off possible defeat. Miami's victory boosted their record, as we said, to 3-1. The Jets, who were having a tough time getting on track, even though Namath had a big night with almost 300 yards, are now 1-3. Now let's get back to Baltimore. Oakland leading one to nothing as we move along to the first half of the fifth inning. The A's will have the bottom third of the order coming up against Jim Palmer. Waddell Washington, Ray Fossey, and Dick Green. Oakland leading one to nothing on a homer by Sal Bando. With one out of the fourth inning, he hit a 3-2 pitch. He had fouled off quite a few pitches while he was up there. In fact, it was the 11th pitch to him on that last batting turn that he hit into the left field seat. Waddell Washington, he was grazed by a pitch ball on a two-strike pitch in the third inning. The Orioles protested the ball didn't hit him, but he was awarded first. And then on the very next pitch, he went down, and Ray Foster, the batter, lined it to Brooks Robinson, and Washington was doubled up. Armour's fastball is high, ball one. Armour has walked one, struck out one. He delivers. Swing, and here's a ground ball, and it's into left field, a base hit. Waddell Washington, sharp grounder between Robinson and Belanger through the hole. A base hit number three for Oakland. So they get the leadoff man on here in the top of the fifth. And Ray Fossey comes up. Boy, this fellow's really been swinging the bat well. Even last time he hit a line drive to Brooks Robinson. And he had three hits Sunday, including a three-run homer. The eighth inning, as Kenny Holston said, really put the... over the hump. Holtzman admitted he was getting just a little tired about the eighth inning, but then he had a 5-0 lead. And here's a bunt. Palmer slips off the mound, picks the ball up, though, and throws him out. Palmer, who's a very fine all-round athlete, almost fell down. He slipped, but was able to keep his feet, make the play. A sacrifice, Palmer to Williams, Washington to second. That's as fine a recovery as you'll see by a pitcher on on a real tough chance. I don't think anybody that I know of except Bob Gibson could have made that play after slipping. One three the play. So now Washington on second base. One down and here is Dick Green. Green line a single into left off a two-strike pitch. In the third inning, Dick Green two for four in the series. Right-handed batter. Baltimore infield playing up two or three steps. Should they have a play on the runner, Washington. Washington has good speed. And Palmer delivers. Swing and a miss. One strike. Oakland leading first half of the fifth inning. Series all tied at a game apiece. Oakland with a one-run lead here in the fifth inning, and the pitch is swung on by Green. All into the count. Now Palmer waiting for Green to get in the batter's box. Has him two strikes. Of course, Green got his base hit on a two-strike pitch in the third inning. 
Bomber checking at Baron for the sign. Now look back to second. Here's the pitch. A swing and a miss and a high fastball. Green goes now swinging. Bomber humps up on that one and got him with a hummer. Go to Dugan. That'll be Burt Campaneris who has flied to right and hit into a 6-4-4. Palmer's fastball seems more, most effective when it's up high. He's buzzing that high, hard one pass. with Campanaris up two down. Washington leading at second. The pitch on away. High for the ball. One and nothing to Campanaris. Campanaris three for ten in the series and he had all three of those hits in the first game on Saturday. They drove in all three. Oakland runs and Baltimore six to three wins. Loyal Washington with a lead at second. Palmer into the stretch. And the pitch on away. It is low. He had an ocean. Didn't swing. Now it's two balls and no strikes to Campanaris. These two clubs were all even on the air. They split the 12 games, and oddly enough, each won four in the other's part. Oakland was four and two here at Baltimore. Baltimore was four and two at Oakland. A foul by Campanaris back to the screen. Two balls and one strike. Baltimore has two men up now, Herb. That's Grant Jackson, left-hander out there, and the right-hander is still Doyle Alexander. Not uh, too often, as I recall, Dick, that I've seen uh, Jackson up throwing uh, this early in the game. Usually he's the real late man. Fastball, high outside. So now Palmer falls behind 3-1. The deeper you get into these playoff games, the more extreme your moves become because the tomorrows become fewer and fewer. Well, Palmer behind now to Burke Campanaris. Three balls and one strike. Claudel Washington, the runner at second. Two down and Oakland leading one nothing. First half of the fifth inning. Palmer steps off the rubber. Shade Campanaris to the left. Now a stretch by the tall right-hander. Palmer's pitch on the way and a swing and a miss. It looked like a slider. We were at a slight angle here off to the left of the plate, but it looked like a slider away from Campanaris. Three balls and two strikes. Palmer hasn't been throwing quite as many sliders since his arm trouble. He said he, he cut down through the season, and now that his arm feels better, he's getting back to throwing them a little bit more. And the payoff to Campanaris is swung on. Here's a fly ball into left center field. Blair, the center fielder over under it. In left center, Blair has it, and the side is out. Put out for the center fielder. No run. One hit. No errors and one left arm. Well, the score is Oakland 1, Baltimore nothing at the end of four and a half innings. Right now, with the uh, game between the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets in the bank, uh, let's have a look at the NFL standings as the teams get ready for another big weekend next Sunday. In the East, in the American Conference, New England continues to be the big surprise. The Patriots at 4-0. And they are one of three teams with unbeaten records, the other two, St. Louis and Minnesota. Buffalo trails New England by a game of 3-1 and one in the East. Then it's Miami 3-1. They're in a tie with the Bills. The Jets are 1-3, and three, and the Baltimore Colts, who are really having their problems, at 0-4. The central division leader in the AFC is Cincinnati with a 3-1 record. Pittsburgh, which is having trouble scoring points, is now 2-1-1. Houston and Cleveland are 1-3. In the AFC West, Oakland leads with a 3-1 record. Kansas City is 2-2. Two two. Denver, which figured to be a very strong contender in the West, is off to a rugged start, 1-2-1. One, one. 
and San Diego in the cellar at one and three. The national conference leader, as we said, is St. Louis in the East with a four and oh record. Philadelphia, three and one. Washington, two and two. Dallas and the Giants are one and three. And when was the last time Dallas lost three games in a row? Well, they've done it this year. It's the first time they have dropped three straight since 1965. The Central Division leader is Minnesota with that thrilling victory over Dallas on Sunday. Their record is 4-0. Green Bay and Chicago are both 2-2. Two and two. And Detroit, which is not a bad ball club despite the fact that they are in the cellar, the Lions at 0-4. In the West, the LA Rams are the leaders with a 3-1 record. San Francisco is 2-2. Two and two. And New Orleans and Atlanta both having trouble putting points on the board. New Orleans and the Falcons are both 1-3. And on Monday night, in case you missed it again, Miami held off the New York Jets 21-17 to round out the weekend's action. So it's uh, still New England, St. Louis, and Minnesota uh, unbeaten in the early going. And, of course, Minnesota is no surprise in that category. They are strong, but St. Louis and New England are definitely eyebrow raisers in that department. Okay, Marty, one out here for Baltimore. Don Baylor took a strike and then had a sharp... Smash back to Blue, made a good play to get it to first base. And now Brooks Robinson up, takes a strike, and it's 0-1. Swing and a miss, strike two. Don Baylor is flying to left his first time up in the second. Then he hits back to Blue here to lead off this inning. Brooks Robinson up now, fly to center in the second. Now Blue has him 0-2. Swing and a ground ball to the glove side of Green. He boosts the ball. Robinson is on. Scoring at an error. He did get to the ball. He had to go quite a distance. He could have been called either way. Oh, well, Brooks Robinson is on. Each team now has been charged with an error. That's going to bring up the big first baseman, Earl Williams. That is the first error made by Oakland in the series. Williams struck out in the third inning. The guy had 14 home runs during the year for Baltimore. Most of them coming down the stretch. He swings at the fly ball at the right field. Washington there makes the catch. He hardly had to move. Washington playing him in just the right spot. So Williams lines the right. Two guns. And Etchebarren up. Washington made a good grab of Etchebarren slicing drive down the right field line in the third inning. Oakland leading here one to nothing on the homer. By Sal Bando in the fourth inning. Oakland won, Baltimore nothing. Now we're in the last of the fifth inning with two down and Brooks Robinson on at first. Green coming in to say something to Vida Blue. Blue has not walked the batter today and he has struck out five. Right in about Andy Etchebarren, who has a rookie in 1966. Did a lot of catching on the Orioles' world championship team. They won the American League pennant and surprised the baseball world by beating the Dodgers four in a row in the series. Swing and a miss by Etchebarren, one strike. Fastball away from him, and it's 0-1. Gene Tennis holding with Brooks Robinson, who is, you fans well know, not a threat to run. Here's the stretch by Blue and the pitch on away. Swung on and driving the right field. Here comes Washington, and he makes the catch. Again, Etchebarren lines out to Washington in right field. For Baltimore, no runs, no hits. One Oakland error. And a 
at the end of five innings of play here at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. It's the A's one, the Orioles nothing. Well, we can uh, give you a progress report. Of course, the game hasn't started yet out at uh, Dodger Stadium, but they expect a sellout crowd of over 55,000. And the weather is still partly cloudy to cloudy out there. But uh, right now, the threat of rain has diminished, according to the latest report on the wire. The Milwaukee Bucks have been hit where it hurts the most. Their star center, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, has a disabling injury, and no one in the league is about to help the Bucks out. General Manager Wayne Embry says, even when you're healthy, people don't want to trade with you and help you. Now people feel that with Kareem out, it's to their advantage. Abdul-Jabbar was hospitalized on Monday, and team officials are more concerned over his eye injury than the broken bone in his right hand. The 7-2 center was poked in the left eye by Boston's Don Nelson in an exhibition game on Saturday and became so upset he slammed his hand against the backboard support, and he broke it. Doctors say the bones show good alignment and are expected to heal successfully, but they expect Abdul-Jabbar to miss from one to four weeks of the regular season. But it's, their, it's his eye that they're really worrying about, a scratch cornea. Well, so far through the first five innings, Vida Blue has thrown only 51 pitches, and of course at that pace, he would throw less than 100 pitches in the game. Palmer has thrown 67. Average a number of pitches for a well-pitched nine-inning game, somewhere between 110 and 120. Palmer completes his tune-up tosses. As we start the sixth inning, it'll be Bill Norris, Sal Bando, and Reggie Jackson for Oakland. Herb, I don't know how many of our listeners have ever seen a game in Baltimore, but they have cute little blonde ball girls here who run out with a broom in the middle of the game and sweep off the bags and sweep off some of the players' shoes and then do it to the either an umpire or to a coach and wind up hitting him in the behind with the broom, or in this case, with Bobby Winkle sweeping more dirt on him than they take off. Robinson pulled the out. North had struck out, fly to left at the first pitch, a liner to Brooks Robinson. Mando has granted his second and homered his second homer of the series in the fourth inning. And he takes the ball outside for Palmer. One ball and a strike. by Palmer, the pitch on the way, swung on and a ground ball to Palmer, he has it, throws it over to Williams, they get Bando, 1-3 to play, two down, nobody on in the six, Oakland leading 1-0, and here's Reggie Jackson, he is granted a short and reached on an error by Williams, the first baseman, Reggie Jackson, the DH, not playing in right field because they're afraid that he will further injure that cold right hamstring muscle. Three hits, walk one, hit one, and struck out two. Temperature around 60 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, bright, sunshiny day. Jackson takes the ball from Jim Palmer, ball one. Tomorrow, Mike Coyar duels Jim Catfish Hunter in the fourth game of the series. On many of these same stations, we'll be on the air at 2 o'clock Eastern time. Pitch is low, ball two. Oh, it's 2 and nothing to Reggie Jackson. Interesting to note that uh, normally, Jackson, they play him to pull, especially against the right-handed pitcher. There's a foul. Two and one. The outfield for Baltimore now is actually fanned the opposite way around towards left center. And that's the way that Farmer has been uh, pitching Jackson. 
twice Jackson has hit the ball to the shortstop, Belanger. I think Herb is they believe that that leg has affected his hitting to the point where he can't get around on the ball. Two balls, one strike. Palmer, the pitch on the way. Strikes a fastball in there. Two and two to go. Palmer just rare back and challenged him with a fastball that time. Now the count is all even at 2-2. Low for the ball. Well, Palmer runs the string out now. Three and two. Palmer, the pitch. Swung on a ground ball, hit near second base. Backhanded by Chris. The throw, he got him. What a play. Great play by Chris. Backhanded at the high second and got Jackson at first base. So at the end of five and a half innings, the score, the A's won, the Orioles nothing. The World Junior Middleweight Champion, Oscar Alvarado of Los Angeles, Tuesday night, stopped challenger Ryukyu Soromachi of Japan at 217 of the seventh round of their scheduled 15-round title match in Tokyo. Referee Dick Young of Los Angeles stopped about on the advice of Dr. Yukio Yoshida, the physician for the Japanese boxing division. The 26-year-old Alvarado has scored three mandatory eight-count knockdowns against Soromachi once in each of the second, fifth, and seventh rounds. He was much the heavier puncher in the toe-to-toe exchanges, which sent a 9,000 crowd into a frenzy at times. Soromachi, who was observing his 27th birthday, failed in his second crack at the title, but he startled the crowd when he made a brilliant effort in the first round, reddening the champion's face with furious left jabs. Alvarado, however, began using his stronger left jab in the second round, and he scored his first knockdown with a short left to Soromachi's jaw and controlled the heavier blows from that point on. Great play by Bobby Christian. Dick, uh, Reggie Jackson was limping noticeably there as he ran that one out. Yes, sir. Not to take anything away from Grinch, who went far behind second for that ball, but he would not have thrown out Reggie Jackson if Jackson had not been hurried. And the Jackson ran across the bag, he was hopscotching on one leg to prevent further injury to that right leg. Here's Mark Belanger, the Baltimore shortstop. He struck out in the third inning. One of five strikeouts for Blue in the game. And there's a strike call even it up at a one-on-one. Rich Congress is on deck. Paul Blair to follow. Here's the windup by Blue and a pitch on the way. And the ball is pointed. He pointed it too hard. All right to tennis who makes the play at first base. Belanger trying to push the ball to the right side, but he wanted it right at tennis, and he got a lot more wood than he wanted to on it. So he's on to tennis unassisted, and that'll bring up Coggins, who has struck out twice, called once, and swinging once. Coggins, the only left-handed batter in the Baltimore lineup. Lewis walked none and struck out five, and hit off him, a two-out single in the fourth by Bobby Gretsch. The only other runner, Brooks Robinson, in the fifth, reached on an error with one out, and either got the on first. Pitch low for the ball. One and nothing to Congress. Swing, fly ball, hit into left field, but Rudy is out there.
there waiting for this one, and he has it for the out. Coggins an opposite field fly to Joe Rudy. Two gone in the Baltimore six. And up steps Paul Blair. He has grounded a short and grounded a third. Players in the National Football League already have announced intentions of jumping over to the World Football League next year, but uh, now a lot of them are beginning to have second thoughts about that maneuver because there may not be a league to jump to. Two World Football League teams will not see action tonight or probably ever again because of financial trouble. The two are the Jacksonville Sharks and the Detroit Wheels. Maybe even out of the league for keeps unless new financial backing is found quickly. At any rate, their scheduled opponents will now take on each other. That means the Florida Blazers out of Orlando will play the Fire in Chicago tonight. Other World Football League games slated for Tuesday night, Memphis at Charlotte, that's the former New York Stars, and the Hawaiians are at Philadelphia. Shreveport, which used to play out of Houston, now known as the Steamers, will visit the Southern California Sun on Thursday night. Make that Wednesday night. So uh, things are not looking too well financially in the World Football League, and admittedly, the league says two or three other franchises are also in a lot of financial problems. Well, at the end of six now, Oakland leading by a score of one to nothing. Line of blue, extremely sharp. So far in this game, he has not walked a better. He's thrown only 58 pitches. Jim Palmer's been just about as good, except for that one home run by Bando in the fourth inning, the only run of the game. Joe Rudy, the left fielder, leading it off. Rudy has lined the left hand into a short to second force, on which Belanger, the Baltimore shortstop, made a fine play in the fourth inning. Rudy takes a swing and he misses. One strike. Oakland run on three hits, one error. Baltimore, no runs, one hit and one error. Here we are in the first half of the seventh inning. Rapidly paced ball game. Right hand batting Joe Rudy. Baltimore shades him to the left. Swing, foul, first base side up for deck. Two strikes to Rudy. Tennis and Washington to follow. Joe Rudy has the title of the most underrated ball player in the American League. He, he can do it all, and I do know for a fact that the have made several attempts at buying him, but Charlie Finley doesn't seem to be too interested in money right now. Getting in a little throwing for the Oakland A's. Johnny Odom, a right-hander, and Darrell Knowles, a left-hander out beyond the right-field fence in the visiting bullpen. Here's the pitch from Palmer. Jim Palmer. 
outside edge. Gene Tennis who has fired to right and grounded the third. Baltimore plays this fellow to pull. And a curve is low and outside. Ball one. Oakland leading 1-0 in the first half of the seventh inning. A very clear, crisp afternoon here in Baltimore. Temperature around 60 degrees. Palmer's fastball high and wide. Ball two and no strikes to Gene Tennis.
his pitch. Washington being blown outside a ball. One and nothing to count. In the regular season, Herb Washington attempted to steal 45 times, was successful 29, and thrown out 16 times. 29 out of 45. And he's 0 for 1 as a runner in the series. Here's the pitch. There he goes. The pitch is high. Estevan pressure from uh, the owner of the ball club, Charles O'Finley, who was sitting right behind the Oakland dugout, taking Gene Tennis out, and uh, on the monitor, just out of the corner of it, as uh, was pointed out by Dick Young, Tennis went to the dugout after being substituted for by Herb Washington and slammed his helmet into the corner of the dugout, not too happy with that move, and uh, in retrospect now, it doesn't make much sense was with Washington being thrown out, trying to steal second. And uh, that is not Alvin Dark's type of baseball, so it probably was on orders from owner Charles Finley. And Dark said at the beginning of the year when he took over as manager that uh, if Mr. Finley wanted him to make a move, so be it. He's the owner, and he's calling the shots, and I will do everything I can to cooperate with Mr. Finley. Well, uh, Washington, after being called out at second, argued for a few minutes. That's why you heard some booing. But uh, it'll be interesting to see now if Baltimore comes back and ties this game up or goes ahead. Uh, that bat of Gene Tennis will be sorely missed. After all, it produced 26 home runs and a lot of RBIs during the regular season. So uh, we'll see if it comes back to hurt the uh, Oakland Athletics as they lead in this ball game by a score of one to nothing. Let's pause briefly for station identification. At 790 and 1420, this is American Forces Radio. It's really worked up. is called Jim Holt, H-O-L-T, Holt now at first base for Oakland. Herb, usually when the home team is losing in one of these games, things are pretty quiet and glum, but these Baltimore fans are really whipped up. 
Bobby Gritch only hit for Baltimore today. Takes another strike from Bata Blue, and it's going to. Gritch grounded the second in the first inning. They, Angle the center in the fourth. Herb, they seem to take things that uh, Finley does, like that pinch run at the heart, they take them as personal insults. Fastball is low, one and two. Oakland, of course, the only team in baseball with a player who does nothing but run. And the pitch on the way to Gritch. High fastball, the count is two and two. Oakland leading one nothing, last of the seventh inning. Tommy Davis on deck and Don Baylor to follow for Baltimore. Outfield towards left-hand Gritch. Blue delivered. Swing, here's a line drive right at Dick Green. Bobby Gritch lines out to Green at second. One guy in the seventh is Tommy Davis. He's grounded the short, struck out. And you notice, Herb, when uh, Herb Washington goes into second base, he goes in as a rule, head first, hands first. That's to protect his valuable legs. Once in a while, he does slide in. He did it the other day, and he took a big chunk out of uh, Baker's knee. Right. He did four stitches. Frank Baker, who had gone in uh, as the Belanger, was lifted for a pinch hitter. Tommy Davis up now. Vida Blue delivers to him. They swing a foul back and out of play.
strike to Tommy Davis. Today's game at Baltimore's Memorial Stadium. Herb Carneal with Dick Young of the New York Daily News and the Sporting News. There's the pitch on the way and a strike on the outside corner of fastball from Pina Blue. Davis not too happy with the call of Russ gets the plate umpire. Now the count is two strikes. Pina Blue, who, as we were talking earlier, has had some control trouble earlier this year and during the regular season, as a matter of fact. But he has not walked about it. Right now, he's ahead of Tommy Davis. No balls and two strikes as he takes a sign from Ray Fossey. One out of nobody on. Oakland ahead, one nothing. The pitch on the way. Swing, a foul. Sliced off to the right. Davis just protecting the plate on the two-strike pitch. Raleigh Fingers now beginning to heat up. Out in the bullpen for Oakland. He's just throwing very casually at the moment. Look at where Dick Green's playing. He's about four or five steps back on the outfield grass. The second base. Swing and a foul again. He went for a pitch. That's like the pitch he struck out on, Dick, the last time. It's unusual to see Tommy going for so many bad pitches. He looks a little too anxious up there. Still on, too. John Baylor on deck. Tommy Davis, who led Baltimore and runs batted in with 84. Two more than Bobby Gritch. Now waiting on a two-strike pitch from Vina Blue. Baltimore's had only two base runners, one of those on an error. Nobody's been beyond first. Swing another foul. Time back to the screen. So the count remains. Two strikes to Tommy Davis. The series even at a game apiece. Best of five series. Winner, of course, representing the American League in the World Series. Ball on the first base side upstairs. And again, Davis fouling that two strike pitch up. Davis struck out only, and I say only 49 times this season, because he was at bat over 600 times. Playing a high foul off first base. Jim Holt running over towards the seat, and he can't get it. Six or seven rows back in there. Seven pitches to Tommy Davis, and all of them strikes. It's still nothing in two. Tomorrow will be Jim Catfish Hunter going against Mike Cuellar. Airtime on many of these same stations for game number four tomorrow, two o'clock Eastern time. Oakland ahead, one to nothing on a fourth inning homer by Sal Bando on a three-two pitch from Palmer. In the left field seat, two strike delivered to Davis. Swing a high fly ball to short right. Dick Green, the second baseman, backpedaling. Green makes the catch, and there are two guards. Tommy Davis pops the green. Don Baylor is flying to left, and he hits back to find a blue in the fifth inning. Two out and nobody on. Right-handed batting, Don Baylor. September the 2nd till the end of the season. This fellow hit at a 391 clip this year. Takes outside the ball, and now Fossey wants to talk to Bida Blue. When Baltimore came into New York late in the season, Don Baylor was just chatting with some of the newspaper men, and he said, we're going to win the rest of the games. I think they had about 14 to play at the time. 
And they darn near did it. They won about 13 of those last 14 games. Yeah. And, and he was a big factor. Ended up with nine in a row. 28 out of their last 34, of course. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. He had a good cut, but didn't get it. Well, we certainly want to say hello to our listeners. 350 stations worldwide of American Forces Radio Network, whether you're in London, Rome, Tokyo, or on a ship at sea, a warm greeting from us here in Baltimore. Pitch is low for a ball. Two and one out of Baylor. Two gone and nobody on. Baltimore has not been able to muster any kind of an offense since the fifth inning of the first game Saturday in Oakland. Swing! And he missed. Two and two. to Don Baylor. Now Russ gets out to clean off home plate. Lionel Blue now has retired the last seven batters. In fact, he would have an even bigger string except for an error by Dick Green that allowed Brooks Robinson to reach with one out in the fifth inning. Two out here, nobody on. Even count to Baylor. Two balls, two strikes. They play him to the left. Last ball, swung on. Line to right field. And it's in for a base hit. Washington has to play it on the bounce. Fastball by the blue after that because the Orioles are simply not pulling the ball at all against it. That's right, and you've got some pretty big, strong hitters on this club, and they're just not getting around on him. I haven't seen Vida, of course, I, I don't see Vida that often, but I haven't seen him this fast since 1971 when he had that fabulous freshman year with 24 victories. Don Baylor aboard with a two out single, just the second Baltimore hit, and here is. Brooks Robinson up. Brooks is flying to center. Reached on an error by Dick Green. And a fifth inning. In the series, Robinson one for eight. That was a home run. Go to first by Blue, and Baylor gets back. Don Baylor, who is an excellent base runner, he had 29 stolen bases in the regular season out of 41 attempts. Both these teams have excellent speed. Another throw by Blue, and he's back in time. Baylor had 29 stolen bases. Paul Blair and Rich Coggins, 26 for Baltimore. Mark Belanger, 17. Bobby Gritch also had 17 stolen bases for Baltimore. There he goes. Here's the strike. Posse scores. Oh, he is out. A great pickup by Green. Dick Green ducks the ball out of the dirt. A beautiful pickup by Green to get Don Baylor. Two for the play. No run. One hit. No errors and nobody left on. The score at the end of seven here at Baltimore. The A's won. The Orioles, nothing. Well, this is uh, quite a pitching duel between uh, Vida Blue and Jim Palmer, and there's only been one mistake in the ballgame, the home run to Sal Bando in the fourth inning. Well, a motion to subpoena sportscaster Howard Cosell was argued Monday in U.S. District Court up in Buffalo, New York. The case involves a man who was charged with threatening to blow up Cosell during a Monday night football game a year ago. 28-year-old Marion Franco of Lackawanna, New York, is accused of mailing the threat to Cosell on a postcard last year. Batco's attorney, Samuel Perla, argued the subpoena motion before Judge John Curtis in Buffalo Monday. Batco was arrested by federal authorities after the postcard was intercepted by postal officials and allegedly traced to the defendant. Perla, the lawyer, said what he called Cosell's abrasive personality and obnoxious character invite attacks. Perla said he makes money this way. 
curtain serves decision, reserve decision on the subpoena and whether to order Cosell to appear in the court in the future. Now let's get back to Herb Carneal. Very close play at second base to get Baylor in a fine play by Dick Green on the tag. Yes, that was a tough play. He had to dig the ball out, and it was on the other side of the bag. He had to not only make the pickup, but come across the bag for the tag. Don Baylor did not think he was out. He said so to the umpire and threw his helmet pretty angrily to the ground on the way to left field. So at the end of seven, Oakland still leading one to nothing. A fourth inning over by Sal Bando, the only run of the ball game. Now here come the A's in the eighth inning with Fossey, Green, and Campanaris to face Jim Palmer. Oakland, a run on three hits, one error. The Orioles, no runs, just two hits, both singles and one error. Ray Fossey has lined into a double play. Robinson to the first baseman, Earl Williams. And he had a sacrifice bunt in the fifth inning. Right in the batting, Ray Fossey, who was out for quite a while this year after an operation for a disc problem at the base of the neck. Gets the check swing roller to Williams, and he makes the play. Fans early on big Earl Williams. He made an error early in the game, and that time Fossey didn't mean to hit the ball, but rolled it softly near the bag, and Williams made the play. One gone, and that'll bring up Dick Green, who made that fine tag on Baylor to retire Baltimore, but he lines to the seventh. Green is single to left, and he struck out on a fastball from Palmer in the fifth inning. There's a swing and a fly ball going into left field, not very deep. Baylor in towards the line, makes the cut. Green fires to left, two gone. From Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, this is Herb Carneal along with the well-known sports columnist for the New York Daily News, Dick Young. With two out in the eighth inning, Burt Campanaris will come up for Oakland. He has fly to right, hit into a force out, short to second, and fly to center. You know, in the old days, Herb, if they caught a ball uh, with one hand in the outfield, as Don Baylor just did, as so many outfielders do, they'd have been called a hot dog by the other players and rares out of the league, actually. But in the old days, they had small gloves. And nowadays, the managers say... Any way it's comfortable, you catch the ball. One hand, two hands, any way you please. There's Burt Campanaris now with two out of nobody on. Right at... Some of the guys say it is easier to catch the ball with just the glove hand now. Here's the strike call to Campanaris on one. Palmer winds up, delivers. Pop up. Left side of the infield, Brooks Robinson. Belanger now, shortstop. Belanger makes the catch right behind Brooks near third base. Shortstop for the put out. Three up and three down. The score at the end of seven and a half innings here at Baltimore is the Oakland A's one. The Baltimore Orioles nothing. Well, the uh, game in Los Angeles will be getting underway shortly, and the starting lineups for that ball game are now in. Pittsburgh will go with Lenny Sennett at second base. Manny Sanguin will bat second and do the catching. Al Oliver will be in center field, batting third. Willie Stargell will hit cleanup in left field. Richie Zisk is in right field. Bob Robertson at first base. Richie Hebner at third base. Chico Mendoza is the shortstop, and the pitcher batting ninth is Bruce Keaton. For the Dodgers, Davey Lopes will open up at second base. Bill Buckner will be the left fielder. Jimmy Wynn will bat third in center. Garvey will be at first base hitting cleanup. Willie Crawford will bat fifth in right field. Ron Say will hit sixth at third base. 
The catcher is Joe Ferguson hitting seventh. Bill Russell is the shortstop hitting eighth. And on the mound will be Doug Rowell doing the pitching. That game will be underway shortly, and uh, we'll keep you up to date on what's occurring. the eighth inning here at Baltimore's Memorial Stadium. Sal Bando's fourth inning homer for Oakland, the only run of the game thus far, and Brooks Robinson at the plate now to lead off the eighth inning for Baltimore. He was up there when Baylor was on stealing for the final out last inning. Brooks Robinson, who is fly to center, reached on Dick Green's error at second. By the blue, into the lineup, the first pitch. Swing, he pops it high in the air off first base. Jim Holt running over there. First baseman will not be able to get it. Just back in the box seat. One strike to Brooks Robinson with Earl Williams on deck and Andy Etchemarin to follow. Lina Blue has not walked a batter. He has struck out five. He has never won a championship series game or a World Series game. Robinson hits a high fly ball to right. Swaddell Washington coming in for it. He's under it and takes it for the out. Brooks Robinson flies to right. One down in the eighth inning. And Earl Williams has struck out. Line to right. Right in batting Earl Williams. Blues pitch to him. Last ball. Outside of all. One another. And the Etchebarn on deck. Oakland one, Baltimore nothing. Last of the eighth inning. Fastball. This low outside is ball two. One of the few times today that Blue has been behind anybody. Two and nothing to Earl Williams. They play him a little bit around to the left. Although Baltimore's not been pulling today against Blue, he takes a big swing and misses. Two and one. Blue kept the ball down on him though. That's a real sign of respect that they have for this Williams because. As you say, Vida Blue's been very fast. They haven't been getting around, and yet they are severely pulled over for Earl Williams. Two balls, one strike. And the pitch. A foul back upstairs. Two balls and two strikes to count. Baltimore with eight. Right-handed batters. The only right-handed batter to hit a fly ball to the left field today is Don Baylor in the second inning. Coggins hit one in the sixth to the, to the left fielder, Joe Rudy. But uh, Coggins is a left-handed batter. Pitch is high and outside to Williams. So Blue now with a three-ball, two-strike count. Well, looking back, I think this is probably the first three-ball count he's had today, and a fastball over on the next pitch for strike three. Ball count that Vida Blue has had in the ball game, and then he got Williams with a fastball looking. His sixth strike out of the afternoon. So there were two down, and here's Etchebarren. He lined out to Washington, the right fielder, on a running catch near the line in the third inning, and then lined out to him again in the fifth inning. Oakland leading one to nothing, last of the eighth inning. Baltimore with four outs left. They're in game number three. Blue delivers. Fastball high and outside. Ball one. 
good part of the day, Vita Blue has simply been overpowering. He's got a great fastball. The left-handed one, and here it is. Very high and over the head of Farsi to the backstop. And it's ball two, and those strikes to Etchemer. Dave McNally getting loose in the Baltimore bullpen. He will pitch probably on Thursday if there is a fifth game. West Stock, the pitching coach, coming out to talk to Vida Blue. That they're just afraid that Blue might lose his concentration. That something like that, a ball getting away from him, pitch getting away, and flying back to the screen might upset him. And therefore, Bando came over and said something. Westock came out of the dugout to say something. That's really amazing, though, isn't it, uh, Dick? And fans that Blue, not known as a control pitcher, did not have a three-ball count in the game until he went three and two on Williams. Here's the pitch to Etchebarren. Swing, fly ball, hits the deep center field. Way back goes North. Way back at the fifth. He has it. The 410 fan in center field. Bill Morris hauling in the long drive off the bat of Etchebarren to retire the side. Well, will the score open? Well, uh, the score now going to the ninth inning. Oakland won. Baltimore nothing. Quite a duel between Blue and Palmer. We'd like to remind you that uh, whether the ball game is over or not, at 2000 GMT, these facilities will cut away to join the live presentation of the presidential address before a joint session of Congress on the economy. That is expected to run anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes, the president's address before the joint session of Congress. But uh, fear not, you will miss none of the ball game if we have to leave in the ninth inning or, as the case may be, uh, extra innings or whatever. Wherever the ball game is, that's where we'll pick it up again, so you will not miss an out or a pitch on what transpires in this game between Oakland and Baltimore. Very important as the series is tied at one game apiece, and at the moment, Oakland leading Baltimore one to nothing. Then when we're through with the game between the Orioles and the Athletics, game three, we will swing to Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles and pick up the game between the Dodgers and the Pirates in progress at L.A. That game is uh, currently underway, but we have nothing to report as yet as far as any runs crossing the plate. So here we go to the ninth inning in this real tense struggle, and here again, Herb Carneal. Well, at the end of eight innings at Memorial Stadium, Baltimore, Maryland, it's the world champion Oakland A's, one run, three hits, and one error. Baltimore, no runs, two hits, and one error. Baltimore has now failed to score the last 21 innings they have batted in the series. On Saturday, they scored four runs in the fifth inning. That's the end of their scoring for the day. They won the game 6-3. But since then, they have failed to score a run in the series. And here's Bill North to lead it off of the ninth inning for Oakland. North has struck out, flying to left, and lined to Brooks Robinson at third. Switch hitting Bill North, batting left. Swing ground ball hits to Brooks Robinson. He takes it over to Williams for the out at first. One gun in the ninth inning. North out third to first. It'll bring up Sal Bando. Bando is grounded to second. Hobart into the left field seat. Get back to Palmer. Sal Bando went to a 3-2 count in the fourth inning. Actually, it fouled off a lot of pitches with a count 2-2. Two and two. And it was the 11th pitch to him that he hit into the left field seat. Fairly close to the foul pole. And that's the only run of the ball game. The pitch is low and outside a ball. 
The odd part of that, Herb, is just a couple of pitches earlier, he lined the ball down the left field line that could have been more than a couple of inches foul, and he probably was feeling pretty sorry for himself. Here's a pitch from Palmer. Playing high drive in the left field. It's carrying deep. Way back goes Baylor at the fence, and he has room, reaches up and makes the catch. Right at the left field wall. The left fielder, right back to the 380 sign, and Bando narrowly missed another home run. Dugan now and over the yard. Reggie Jackson is grounded a short, reached on an error by Williams. Grounded out on a great play by Gritch behind second. A slow curve is in there for a strike, and Jackson not too happy with the call. One to nothing, Oakland leading. Ninth Herb, inning. Herb, I think there's just enough of a win to keep those balls in. Those last two balls, one by Etcheverry and that one by Bando, both of them might have been out if the wind had not been blowing or had been blowing slightly out instead of slightly in. A good point, Dick. It's not a strong wind, but as you say, it's just enough blowing in from between left and center out of the north at a eight or nine miles an hour. Waiting for Jackson to get in the batter's box. And the pitch on the way. Swung on a ground ball out behind second. That's into center field for the base hit. Jackson grounds a single up the middle. Well, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Have scored three runs in the first inning off Doug Rob the Dodgers on a homer by Willie Stargell. Three-run homer for Willie Stargell. Top of the first inning with two outs, so the Pirates have a three-nothing lead. And as you know, the Pirates can't afford any more losses in that series. Alan Dark went out to talk to Reggie Jackson. He doesn't want to come out of the game. <laughs> sure, Dick, that they uh, don't want to take Reggie's bat out of there in a close game like this. Baltimore might tie it and go into extra innings. Reggie has that right leg of his pretty heavily wrapped. And he said that he can't do anything but DH. And he said, if that thing is in a cast tomorrow and we lose today, I'll be in there. Joe Rudy, 0 for 3, takes a cut and he misses one strike. Incidentally, that was Jackson's first hit of the series and 11 times up. Joe Rudy's 2 for 11. Today he's lined to left, hit into a 6-4 force, and called out on strikes. What Jackson did say was, I'll never be able to DH in the World Series, so I might as well do it now, even if I have one leg. Pitch another to Joe Rudy. One ball, one strike. Reggie, who hurt his leg in the... 72 championship series against Detroit. Last year, the A's were without Bill North, who hurt his ankle just before the end of the season. Here's a ground foul outside of third by Joe Rudy. One ball and two strikes to Rudy. Oakland leading 1-0 in the first half of the ninth inning here at Baltimore's Memorial Stadium. Jackson on first, two down. And the last of the ninth inning... We might see a pinch hitter for Mark Belanger. He's due to lead off for Baltimore. Then Rich Coggins and Paul Blair are scheduled. Only six hits altogether in this game. Four for Oakland. Merrill Williams holding against Jackson. Palmer's pitch curved him low and outside. 
And it's two balls and one strike. Jim Palmer, for four years in a row, winning 20 or more ball games until this year when he encountered arm trouble and was out for 54 days, ended up winning seven and losing 12, split his last eight decisions after coming back off the disabled list. Two balls and two strikes to count. Here's the stretch. Right-hander delivers. Fast ball struck him out. Pitch down and away, and Rudy struck out. Fourth strikeout for Palmer. And the ninth for Olsen. No run. One hit. No errors. One left on. So as we go to the last half of the ninth inning, the score is the Oakland A's one, the Baltimore Orioles nothing. Reminder once again, in just a few minutes, we'll be uh, leaving the ball game, regardless of where the progress has uh, gone to in the ninth inning. The uh, Orioles will have up. Uh, the scheduled hitter is Belanger, the shortstop. We may get a pinch hitter, then to the top of the order for Coggins and Paul Blair against Vita Blue. Pittsburgh is uh, evidently having a big inning at Los Angeles. Not only a home run by Stargill with two on for three runs, but they have knocked out Doug Rao, and Charlie Huff has now come on, so the Pirates evidently going for more. But no further report. It's still Pittsburgh three, the Dodgers nothing, and the Pirates are still batting in the first inning. So our ball game now, going to the bottom of the ninth inning, Belanger, the schedule hitter in the ninth position, and uh, we might have a pinch hitter, then Coggins, and then Blair against Vita Blue. And we remind you again, in two minutes, we'll be cutting away from the ball game to uh, join the facilities for the broadcast of the president's speech before a joint session of the House of Representatives and the Senate on the economy. Uh, then, following the president's address before a joint session of the House, both, uh, oh, the estimated time is anywhere between 30 and 40 minutes for the address by the president and the wrap-up. Uh, any action missed in the ball game, and we will be back with the completion of the ball game. You will not miss any of the outs or the action in the ball game. Following the president's address, we will be back for the completion of the bottom of the ninth inning. Uh, in the game between the Orioles and the Oakland Athletics. The score now stands. Oakland one, and the Baltimore Orioles nothing. Vita Blue pitching a shutout game thus far. He has allowed but two hits, and the only run of the ball game scored on a home run off the bat of Sal Bando on a 3-2 pitch off Jim Palmer. That occurred in the fourth inning. And that is the only one of the ball game. As a matter of fact, that's been the only real serious threat of anybody to score. The best Baltimore could do was a long drive off the bat of Andy Etcherbaron at the center field wall in the eighth inning. That's as close as they've come to scoring a run. And it remains one to nothing with the Oakland Athletics on the field and Baltimore now batting in the home ninth trailing by that one-run margin. Remind you once again, in just a few seconds, we'll be cutting away and joining the facilities for the broadcast of the President's Address before a joint session of the House on the current economy situation. Then we'll be back for more baseball, the completion of the bottom of the ninth inning, and then we'll have the game between the Dodgers and the Pirates, and we'll join that one in progress at Los Angeles. George Palamese speaking. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service. We're back with the game between the Oakland Athletics and the Baltimore Orioles on the parade of sports. When we left the ball game, it was still one to nothing in favor of the Oakland Athletics behind the superb pitching of Vida Blue. And uh, when we left, it was the bottom half of the ninth inning and the Orioles coming up with the last chance to do something about erasing a one to nothing deficit. 
The batter leading off the bottom of the ninth inning in this one-to-nothing ball game is shortstop Mark Belanger, and now here is Herb Carneal. Mark Belanger is going to bat. Glenn to Baltimore shortstop today has struck out and pointed out on assist to the first baseman Gene Tennis in the sixth. Jim Holt is now at first. Belanger looking for his first hit in the series. He is 0 for 8. Ahead, one nothing. The pitch to Belanger, and it's a strike on the outside corner. Nothing in one. Coggins on deck. Blair to follow. Blue has not walked the batter. He has struck out six. Fires. Strike. Another fastball in there, and Belanger took it to throw it too. No ball. Two strike count to Mark Belanger. Blue working quickly. Fastball hit on the ground to Dick Green at second. Over to Holt. One gone in the last of the night. Belanger bouncing out second to first. That'll bring up Rich Coggins, who has been called out on strikes in the first. Struck out swinging in the fourth. Wide to left in the sixth, but he's not going to bat. Enos Cabell, a right-handed batter, is coming up for Coggins. Cabell, C-A-B-E-L-L. Right-handed batting Enos Cabell. Tall and slender. Takes a low fastball. One ball and no strike. Cabell played in the game Sunday and had one hit in three times up against Kenny Holtzman. Swing and a miss. He took a big cut of down and didn't get the fastball. So the count is one and one. Cabell wears number 24. He'll play anywhere. Had him in right field on Sunday. but check your swing. Two and one. Cabell from Fort Riley, Kansas. 6'4", 180. Swing and a miss. Low outside fastball. Blue throwing a hard sinking type fastball down and away from the right-handed batter. Now the count is two and two. One out, none on. Last half of the ninth inning. The A's can smell that kill. They roll up on the top step of that dugout now cheering Blue on. Here's the windup. The left-handers pitch on the way. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. Number seven for Vida Blue. And Baltimore with only one out left now, trailing one to nothing. Paul Blair coming up. Blair has grounded to short, grounded to third, and popped to second. and one out away from back-to-back shutouts in this series. Baltimore has not scored since the fifth inning of the first game. Oakland ahead, one nothing. Blue delivers to Blair. Swing, and here's a drive hit out to Green. He boots the ball, picks it up. Blue's too late. He's safe at first.
Sidney Gritz coming up. Gritz is grounded to second, single to center, lined out to second. Gritch out the plate. Blair, a good base runner. Won't be taking a lot of liberty now, though, of course. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss with a fastball. One strike. Baltimore's had only four base runners today. Two singles and two errors. And the pitch on the way. Swing a high foul off to the right. Going to be out of play. Down in the seat. Down beyond first base. But blue, now ahead on the count, no ball.